This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by my wonderful friend, Mr. Sean Anderson. We are your go-to source for FCS football content, and we are continuing our in-depth analysis on every single FCS conference. No other show show goes in as deep as we do in terms of breaking down all of these conferences, filling you in on all the names to know, and we've got a pretty good list of guys to talk about here. Sean, we're finally in May, and we're going into full stride here of this uh, long patch of, I don't want to say no sports, because hopefully we do get some sports back soon, but we're in those long weeks of the offseason right now. Even if there were sports going on, this is basically what we call the dry period um, or the dead zone, especially for football (laughs) and college football. Uh, The draft has come and gone. Uh, Undrafted free agents have been signed or not signed. Uh, Basically, every team has been fully uh, equipped and recruited. And we're basically just sitting here waiting for the season to start speculating doing our due diligence and for the listeners of these conferences basically what we're trying to provide with you or to you is an overview of your team or your conference or anything that you like in these episodes uh we're giving you what you you missed last year what you saw last year and maybe what you're going to see this next year so it's coming up with content and finding something to pique your interests said it you couldn't have said it any more perfectly than you did Thank just you. there you, you, you said I it, know. and i struggled to even just say that sentence jesus yeah. christ no, um, i appreciate it okay sure with the, <laughs> you can go with that you can keep telling yourself that who's opening the show <laughs> <laughs> so as, as Sean alluded to there, we're trying to okay. fill you guys in on everything you need to know. And the, the Pioneer League, one of these smaller conferences, one of the non-scholarship conferences that we are continuing our previews for. And just to take a look back at 2019 in terms of the standings, there was one team that qualified for the playoff. That was San Diego, eight, San Diego 8-0 in conference. 9-3 overall record, and most notably, though, they are losing Reed Sennett, their quarterback, as well as Michael Bandy, one of their top wide receivers, both of which were considered to be relatively big draft prospects for the FCS level. Right behind them, though, was the team that had the best FCS player, if not the second best FCS player last year. That is Dayton eight and three six and two with Adam Troutman. He was drafted by who? the New Orleans Saints. What? Who? You said who? Are you just? Yeah, is it no, I'm just kidding. New Orleans we know Saints? it all. That's the point. We know it all. We know everything about this Troutman guy. I don't Continue, know. Some people Joe. might not. We might have some new. 
I thought you were you were crapping on the Saints because oh, you're I'm a, sorry, an, the, 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 an Atlanta people, Falcons fan. I, I'm surprised they would know how to operate a phone if they didn't know who Adam Trotman was. They're a fan of Dayton or Dayton College football. Well, hopefully they can uh, use our information as a way of understanding and knowing who Adam <laughs> Troutman was. Right after them was Drake, six and five, six and two, underwhelming season for them last year. Davidson, eight and four, but only five and three in conference, putting them behind Drake. Marist, four and seven, four and four in conference. Stetson, another crazy record here, seven and four overall, but four and four in conference, pushing them really far down this list. Moorhead State, five and seven. Three and five in the Pioneer League. Butler three and nine, two and six in the Pioneer League, and then Valparaiso one and eleven and one and seven in the Pioneer League. So we've been hinting at these things and talking about this at the end of the show, but I, I want to bring it up now that last year our predictions for the Pioneer League, I picked Drake to win the conference, and Sean picked Stetson. Uh, so yet again, <laughs> not there's a no very way good. I pick Stetson. I have <laughs> you bad Stetson. memories. I have. I, I, there's no way I pick Stetson. I know I why no you have good, bad memories. I have no good word affiliation with, or, or that's not the word, but there's no good um, uh, connection. Connection with me and Stetson. It's all been primarily negative. So there's no way I pick <laughs> that, Joe. I'd like you to run back the tape for us. Maybe I I pulled up the doc, man. I unless you changed it mid episode, you, I must you, have. You wrote down Stetson. I know, and then I uh, I whatever. I encourage you to go back and listen after the show, Sean. I would like to know if that you actually said it or not. I I'll, I'll go back and listen too. But you you had Stetson written down. Maybe you were trying to shake <laughs> off the, your 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 bias. Uh, for your undisclosed reasons, but still, <laughs> you I could catch that reason on another show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you did pick Stetson, I picked Drake, so I was slightly better. Actually, I don't know who did better because Stetson had the better overall record, but they finished lower in conference with the worst in conference le- record. Drake had a, a really bad season of six and five, and if I'm correct, they lost to a Division two program. So I, I mean, who do we really crown here as the the slightly less dumb person in this situation? The King Turd. <laughs> yeah, King Turd. Is that we should call it that? No, I didn't. <laughs> King Turd. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it it's a crapshoot there. So, do we have any good returning players, Joe? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we, st- <laughs> do we stop any? getting to? I, oh, I do want to correct myself though. Drake did lose to a Division II program. That was Truman, ten to seven, and a real nail biter there. In terms of players we have returning, I wanted to include just one note because this player is returning to college football, but not to his team because Jacksonville is gone. They're not returning. They cut their program as we talked about a while ago during the offseason. Calvin Turner was the leading rusher as a quarterback in the Pioneer League, and he is headed to Hawaii. So. Good for him escaping to some some great weather there. But, Sean, our first player that we have in our key returners is Jake Chisholm from Dayton, five foot nine. Last year he rushed for 1,129 yards, eight touchdowns, and then 7.9 yards per carry. So uh, you, you, you could have you just said it out loud, Sean. Is it it's Chisholm? That's what I said. The last name is spelled C H I S O L M. Chisholm. How do Chisholm. you pronounce it? It's Chisholm. No, that's not Chisholm. Or Chisholm. It's it's not Chisholm. <laughs> it's not how I said it. 
God, it's like I, we're taking two steps back here arguing over God, name pronunciations. I, I, I didn't need it to be brought up. The one time I didn't want to lampoon you on pronunciation. I just wanted to, in case you, well, you were in case you're going to say it again. Me. I don't know what you thought was going to happen here. Uh, be, yeah. be a pro. Yeah, but Chisholm had a really productive year on the ground. One of the top returning running backs. A heck of a year for a Dayton program that had, I think, one of the most explosive offenses in the FCS last year. Everyone's going to talk about Adam Troutman, and everyone talked about Adam Troutman during the draft process towards the end of last season, but there's some serious dudes on this list that we have coming back from Dayton. Uh, And definitely, and uh, probably most importantly here is the man that's uh, handing the ball off to him, and that's Jack Cook, quarterback from Dayton. Only six feet tall, but that didn't matter at all because last year he threw for 2,700 yards and 33 touchdowns. Yeah, 33 touchdowns, people. That's not a normal number for the NFL or college football in an incredibly reduced amount of games. So just keep an eye out for Cook. Last year, second in passing efficiency as a sophomore in the Pioneer League. The guy's a stud. And sure, he had an NFL player playing tight end for him. But regardless, you got to be able to throw the rock to him. And Trotman's not taking every single pass. So, I mean... Uh, Jack Cook had a phenomenal year, and it, it's really exciting to see him return. Yeah, having that high efficiency, too, really points out how great he is as a passer. And I really want to stand by how good that coaching staff is at Dayton. Their their offensive coordinator was able to scheme up some great stuff. And Adam Troutman was talking about how much he loved. Actually, I believe they have two offensive coordinators when we had, um, we had him on the FCS draft prospect spotlight and he talked so highly of all the things that they did and how creative they were of scheming him the ball and and getting that offense flowing and moving so they have a really good coaching staff there in Ohio our next player is a gigantic tight end six foot five 230 that is Dalton Kincaid from San Diego now Reed Sinnott the guy throwing him the ball is gone but still he is returning with a really productive season 772 yards 38 receptions and eight touchdowns last year he was a third team all-american for the fcs level and if you think about kincaid he has that prototypical size you'd like to see him pack on another 10 to 15 pounds if he really Just wants to 10. yeah i think 10 is a good uh good comfort zone for a tight end if you're around 240 but if we're talking about his size and then the production to go along with it that's some NFL caliber production and he still has two more years of eligibility remaining yeah really good season from him and it's just I'm I'm really starting to like the guys on this on this list that we've compiled here especially Landon Hurst wide receiver from Moorhead State 5'10 200 pounds the guy's a bulldog Last year, 642 yards receiving, 53 catches, and six touchdowns. Not an insane touchdown number like the next guy that Joe is going to be bringing up, but he's going to get that job done. And he's their best returning receiver, and he's probably the best uh, returning receiver uh, that we have on the list. Yeah, and I'd like to point out Hurst, as I love to point out, has some great flow, some great hair coming out of his uh, out of his helmet. If I am correct, I think he has blonde dreads. I might be wrong. I'm going to send you the uh, the link to the picture so you can make that that I'd appreciate uh, that de- uh, that determination for me. But right after him is a guy that I think is easily 
one of the better returning running backs this next season at the FCS level. That is Wesley Duggar from Davidson. We talked about him a ton on last year's show, and he really lived up to that potential. It's not every, you know, so often that we have these guys that live up to what we talked about him that are underclassmen. There were a lot of guys on some shows we've already done that just did not pan out as we had hoped, but Duggar has stood up to the challenge. Last year, he had 1,068 rushing yards, but Mm. he had 22 rushing Mm. touchdowns to go along with 5.3 yards Mm. per carry. that is astonishing that he has he was averaging two touchdowns per game. And that means he had multiple seasons where or multiple games rather where he had over two touchdowns most likely. So just a big back, taller guy, powerful dude, makes a ton of plays and is is very willing to fight for extra yards. I mean, what a frame. Six foot one, two oh five. I how much more potential could you see with that guy? It's absolutely nuts to me. Now, it's kind of like the, a TJ Yeldon frame, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And, um, that's so awesome, especially mm-hmm. for a Pioneer League guy. Yeah. Now onto the defense. We're going to start with who I think is probably the best defensive player returning in the entire Pioneer League. Brandon Easterling, defensive back from Dayton. Six feet tall, All-American last year. Get this, as a defensive back, 140 total tackles, six interceptions, 10 pass breakups. You don't just get those numbers. You have to earn them. And this guy, I mean, he led the entire Pioneer League in tackles. That ju- That is extraordinary as a defensive back. That never happens. You, that, that's Those are almost linebacker numbers. And he's just... You can't praise this guy enough, and you can't be more excited for a player on that Dayton team. Yeah, Adam Trauman wasn't the only player on Dayton that was having an obnoxiously productive season. It just seems like Easterling was the, the, the defensive playmaker and focal point opposite of Adam Troutman was for the offensive side of the ball. So Easterling coming back with a final year, I consider him to be a a reputable draft prospect coming into this year because he has good size and range as a defensive back. 140 total tackles as a safety is just a huge number to have as as a safety, just to be able to do all that and have that kind of ball production too. All of that stuff is just shows that he has a very, very complete game. Our first linebacker we have on our list is Grant Dixon from Marist, six foot three, two twenty five. Love mm. that size. Eighty six total touch, uh, total tackles, four sacks, and ten and a half tackles for loss. Very very productive year uh, last season for the Foxes or is it the Red Foxes. Um, gonna need a rain check on that one. Joseph. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> but another defensive back making uh, big waves. It's uh, Red Foxes. Uh, sorry. In tackles is Justice Seals from Marist, also six feet tall, 196 pounds, great frame, uh, loves to fill the, loves to shoot the gaps, loves to make open field, open field tackles, and it is uh, insane because 62 tackles, it's obviously not Easterling numbers, but that's still really high up for defensive backs, and I, I love these defensive backs that can tackle. Uh, he's a stud, and Marist has another good one. Yeah, two good defensive players from Marist. Our last player is from Moorhead defensive lineman Vaughn Taylor, six foot three, two forty-eight, five and a half sacks for him, and then a crazy seventeen tackles for loss. Tons of production for Taylor last year as a defensive lineman, and he's the only D lineman that made our list. It, you, you don't. It, 
you look at the sack number, you see, you say five and a half, and I'm, I'm looking at the players. I'm like, ah, do I leave this guy on? He led the, he, he was tied for the uh, Pioneer League in sacks with a, with a senior. And then I go down to the tackles for loss uh, statistic, and I see 17. I say, there's no doubt about it. This guy is a key returning player, and people have to have their eyes peeled for him. Certainly, and he's going to be another guy to, to really pay attention to. We're going to transition now to talking about the teams that we're watching, the players we're watching. But before we get to that, I want to fill you in on our sponsor, Bet Online. We just had the NFL draft. Now we still have some other things going on that you can still bet on. And we are getting pretty close, I would say, to sports potentially coming back. Things are starting to look pretty good for some of these leagues that are making some serious moves to set things back up to continue their seasons. But while we're still waiting for all that stuff to happen at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. But BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino in poker and blackjack sports aren't totally done with there is still esports american idol big brother the elections and also their seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar poker series they're still fun to be had so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit again that's betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100 betonline your online wagering experts sean to kick off our predictions for next season who is one player that you're going to be watching out for from the pioneer league it's Brandon Easterling from Dayton. Uh, I think he's going to be a draft prospect next year. I think he's going to start shooting up boards. And if they're just pulling up his junior year tape, then you already see it. You see that this guy has got the range. This guy's got the fundamentals. He's got the feet. He knows how to read offenses, and he knows where to be on the field. And that's not. it just reflects that in his uh, statistics and the numbers that he puts up. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a All-American yet again. And it, I don't know how you are not tuning into a Dayton game and you're looking at that secondary and you don't have your eyes locked in on Easterling next year. Yeah, for me, I think Easterling was really, really close, and I just want to add another another guy to this list. I was really, really hung up on Easterling, and I think that he is going to be the defensive player to watch. But if we're looking at the other side of the ball, a guy that is playing for the Flyers, that is Jack Cook. 33 passing touchdowns is a number that is going to draw some serious attention to you at the national level. If you can do that as a sophomore, you have so much room to continue to improve and get better. He has a ceiling that he hasn't really hit yet, I feel. And despite only being a six-foot-tall quarterback, he has production, and he, he looked very, very good in his time. Now, he's losing Adam Troutman. That's going to hurt him a little bit, but I still think that there's plenty of guys in that offense that are going to step up and help Cook, and we could see a 35-plus touchdown year from him wow. in 2020. That's bold, Joe. I don't think we've ever predicted uh, a 35-plus touchdown season in It's only two football. touchdowns different, and I don't think that's mm. that's unrealistic. Uh, the, I don't know, man. 35 is you, – you look at 35, you say – you you, you can't say much. I mean, that's a phenomenal number. <sighs> Fair. So, Sean, in terms of teams that you think that could surprise teams in the Pioneer League that could come out of nowhere that have – very underrated players. Who do you think is the biggest sleeper for, for this conference? I'm going with Marist. I like um, the returning players that they have on defense. 
And it's, it's for really that reason alone as to why I'm taking them as my sleeper this year, four and four in conference last year. Uh, I think that these players are just going to get better and better. They're going to become better leaders. They can be captains. And then maybe you'll shoot up to five and three, six and two. And that's what I define as a, a sleeper. They're going to surprise some people in the Pioneer League. I certainly see that from Marist. You have two playmakers on the defensive side of the ball in in Dixon and Seals. That really helps having that presence returning for you as top performers in the conference. My pick, though, has to be Dayton. And, and I know it sounds a little crazy picking them as a sleeper for a team that finished second in the conference last year. But when I say that there are sleepers, that I think that they are the definite guarantee lock to win the Pioneer League this mm. next season. I'll talk about that more in a little bit. But when I say sleeper in this context, it doesn't mean that they're going to surprise teams, that they're going to come from the bottom all the way to the top. But they are going to outperform what they had last year of an 8-3 and three record with 6-2 and two in conference. They're going to have an even better, and they're going to overtake San Diego uh, for rights to the Pioneer League. Sean, who do you think is going to fall off? What team do you think is going to slide down that was a big performer last year? Well, I'm not trying to take a shot at your last year's winner. I'm taking Drake. They graduated a lot of seniors. Uh, and then for the returning players, uh, it, they didn't have many underclassmen that were making massive impacts, at least statistically. I'm sure that they have some uh, talented guys working hard and all that, but I just don't see them uh, coming back to the true form like they did last year. I had to go with San Diego here, and the, the logic is, and I know you don't want to, we caught ourselves calling them fallers last year, but I think this is the year that they're going to slide just a little bit out of winning the conference. You're losing another quarterback, back-to-back years of having good quarterbacks, and you're losing Senate, you're losing Bandy. I just think that you can't transition to three straight good quarterbacks. There is no way. <laughs> There's no way. And they're going to end up doing it and proving me wrong, but there is no way. And I don't think that they're going to fall off the map and finish below Valparaiso, but I think that they're going to slide down to second, I think, is a realistic prediction. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's technically a fall. Okay. Sean, who are you picking? Who is your favorite to win? It doesn't seem like we have much discourse here. I'm taking Dayton. I think top to bottom, they're the, going to be the best returning team next year. I think that if you, it, I keep on saying this, college football, it's it's one with the quarterback, and they got a really good one in Cook. And then with that, you can build around him, and then you can build a solid defense, and you can spend time and and uh, recruiting the best defensive players, knowing that you already have a lock in that position. You're not expending as much time or resources as trying to develop a guy when you know that he's going to be developing uh, naturally in that position. And then you can just work and work and work around him, and then you can get wins around that. I think that Cook is going to be the main reason as to why I have them as the uh, favorite to win for myself. You broke it down perfectly there, Sean. You, you Thank can't you. Two go, for two this show. You, you can't, yeah, for me complimenting you. You, you can't Alpha. overthink this one. You can't put yourself in a compromising position by just getting too cute with it. The, Dayton has the best returning roster in this conference. And when you're bringing back guys that are talented, that are upperclassmen now, that are in a position to take over, and they finished second in conference last year, now is the time for them to take all that talent and put it towards winning the Pioneer League. They are in a position where they can take advantage of a weaker San Diego roster, a team that lost two 
notable offensive playmakers for them. And then just the fact that like both sides of the ball, they have key key guys coming back. You have an All-American safety in Easterling, and then you have multiple playmakers on offense in uh, in Cook and Chisholm uh, coming back to this roster. I just there's so many things that are in play for them and that make this team so good. That was uh that was good analysis analysis too, nephew. Nephew, who don't you don't you patronize me? All right, let's wrap this show up now, nephew. Okay. Um, next week I'll be doing the show alone. Um, we'll be doing the next conference. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Uh, <laughs> to the FCS football podcast. As always, I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson. Go follow us on social media. My handle is at Joe DeLeon, and you can follow Sean at, at Uncle Anderson. At Uncle Anderson. Um, <laughs> in Sanderson a, Radio. <laughs> at Sanderson Radio. In addition to that, Fall Belief Podcast at BLEAV Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter. Also, head to their website believe.com to find our show and hundreds of other amazing shows that cover an incredible amount of different levels of content. It is so specific, some of the shows that they have, and I definitely endorse checking out some of the various things that they do cover. Uh, You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. Thank you to everyone who's given us a really nice review. We've gotten a ton of really good reviews, but if you would like to and you've been a reoccurring listener, I definitely encourage you to to go and drop us one if you see what you think of the show. If you hate us, feel free to uh, let us know if you hate us. We've had people tell us they hate us, especially on Twitter, and we won't be phased by it. It helps us get better. Not one Um, bit. Yep. No, wait, you're saying it doesn't help us get better? It doesn't no, 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 it doesn't phase us one bit. No, I, as long well, as it's constructive. We'll learn from it, yeah. Yeah, as long as it's constructive and you're not saying, like, these guys are dumb or, um, I don't know. Wait, what would be yeah. something unconstructive? Can you think of something? <laughs> what are these two fatties blabbing about? You know, something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> Shut up, more interviews. No one cares what you have to say. Uh, you don't know Go anything. <laughs> learn, learn, learn how to pronounce names. Um, <laughs> Stop giggling like children. Exactly. That was one. <laughs> You're too happy doing a show together. You know, like like stuff like that. And I don't know how much the name pronunciation. Scowl more. Or, yeah. Uh, be more. Um, what is the word? Um, not begrudging, but uh, grumpy. Uh, I'd say grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be so young. (laughs) (laughs) Stop scaring me with your youth and exuberance. All of this. It's just. (laughs) Uh, All right. That's going to be it for us on this show. Next show, we are going to be covering the Northeastern Conference. So stick around next Tuesday for that. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.